The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no per- one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. It's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I've got Jada Jai. She is the founder and CEO of Ami Cole. It's a brand that I love. Their products are amazing. It's all makeup for melanin-rich skin in flexible, intuitive shades, and they are amazing. Um, we have a product that is one of my favorites that we talk about in this episode, but I feel like this episode is really helpful if you are someone trying to figure out your career because she had amazing jobs that led her to starting her own brand from doing PR at Rebecca Minkoff, working at Glossier, and some of the internships that helped her figure out what she even wanted to do. So if you want to hear more from Jada, keep listening. And as always, I've got some Summer Fridays updates for you. Okay, the first one, you guys are going to be so excited because we have limited edition skincare sets for the holidays. These are amazing because they have minis and a full size in there that you guys will love. So if you are new to Summer Fridays and want to try out some of our products, this is a really great way to test some smaller products. Or if you need some travel size or minis, they are perfect to keep in your bag all the time. So if you're in the U.S., you will get a mini cleanser, a mini soft reset, and a full-size jet lag mask. To our friends in Canada, it comes with mini cleanser, mini CC me, and full-size jet lag mask, and a reusable beauty pouch that is so cute that you'll want to use over and over again. And the second thing is I'm staring at it right now, and I keep smelling it. We came out with a Summer Fridays candle. And I am so excited for this because this has been a long time in the making. We tried and worked on this for literally years and we finally perfected it. I want to burn this candle in my house all the time because it smells so delicious, like soft vanilla, fall, cozy vibes. I just love it. Lauren had it lit at her house and she said every person that came in is like, what is this candle? It smells so good. She told them it's the summer Fridays and they're like, we cannot wait for this to come out. So our skincare sets and our candle are now available. They're limited edition as well as our fragrance rollerball trio that just came out a few weeks ago, but these are all limited. So once they are gone, they are gone. They're only available for the holiday season. So you guys can pick them up now at summerfridays.com and at Sephora. Okay. So now that you got all the Summer Fridays updates, let's hear from Jada. Okay. So where do you live right now and how does where you live or where you're from inspire you? Yes. So I live in Harlem. I'm back in Harlem. I was actually in Brooklyn for a while for the last two years. And every time I walk outside, I'm inspired. I think the way that people are dressing, you know, wearing their hair, um, just music that's blasting all the time, the food, everything. Um, So I'm deeply inspired by that, especially if I'm walking down like 125th Street, which is pretty central Harlem. And then did you always know that for your career path, when you wanted to start working, you wanted to work in New York? Oh, that's a great question. I think being born and raised in Harlem, I always wanted to leave. I was always trying to figure out a way out. I'm like, do I go to LA? And do I go to Germany, Paris, like you name it. Um, and I think my career path just ended just me right back in New York. <laughs> so I'm still trying to find an exit sh- strategy, but it's not working. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if I planned it, <laughs> but um, it's just, just so happens that fashion and beauty kind of beats pretty hard here. 
So you've had such an impressive career to now launching your own brand, but I want to talk a little bit about the jobs that led you to where you are today. So what was your first job out of college? Ooh, my first real job, not internship. So my first job out of college was working at Rebecca Minkoff. Uh, I started off in PR and I kept hearing this buzzy word, social media. And then I, I eventually ventured off to the social media marketing team. And then what about after that? Because I, I feel like you've been at yes. a lot of places after that. So you started in fashion and then when did you get into beauty? Yes. Yeah, so I started in fashion. You know, this was the age of the heels. This was the age of Kelly Catrone. And I just knew that like beauty, fashion, PR was just my beat. So when I came here, I started at Rebecca Minkoff doing just that. And then I actually, you know, I left Rebecca Minkoff and then I went to Vibe Magazine, which is very interesting. So I had like a stint where I was working in music. I'm like, wait, maybe it's music that I love, you know, or maybe I'm trying to figure out, you know, my, my lane there. And I very quickly realized that it was not my beat. Um, long hours, way too many parties. <laughs> and then I actually moved back into beauty working at Temp2. Um, and there I like, I just got into my group. I knew that I loved marketing and just talking to people about beauty, um, whether it be in a larger audience or just at work and trying to figure out how do we connect the dots between the, the actual device and the, and the beauty story to the actual human being on the other side. So really, really loved working there. Very hands-on working directly with the VP of marketing. And then I was there for about almost two and a half years before um, someone from L'Oreal just tapped me literally in my inbox on LinkedIn, like, Hey, like, you know, come grow your career at L'Oreal. And, you know, if you're, if you're a beauty marketer, you know that you kind of graduate into Estee Lauder or L'Oreal. So for me, it was the L'Oreal track where I was there doing um, social media marketing again at L'Oreal Paris. So this is kind of when I started to, to learn about you and other influencers and how to actually create um, you know, more strategic programming around, you know, brand partnerships and, and trying to find a, a, a larger way to tell those stories. Then right after that, I, I was there for, I think, again, two and a half years, two years. And number one, I knew it wasn't really for me <laughs> to be transparent. I just like, I'm very hands-on. I'm a very curious human being. I'm a Sagittarius. So I'm like always trying to figure out, you know, ways to solve for things. So I left L'Oreal and very quickly, um, I don't know if it was just a star of the lining, but Emily actually reached out from Glossier saying like, hey, we're like starting to expand our PD like department. Like I would love for you to join. I'm like, are you sure you got the right person? Um, by this time, I'd been doing social media marketing for almost eight years. Uh, so I didn't make the, the leap of faith, literally, <laughs> and did product marketing and, and development over at Glossier. Well, first of all, I'm like going through <laughs> all the things you've had so many amazing jobs. So I think there's like this misconception that when you graduate from college, your first job has to be your dream job. And I don't oh. even, I think that's not true. Even in your twenties and your thirties, there's so much discovery. And I think with each job, you can learn so much. So for someone who's recently graduated from college or trying to figure out their career path, what advice could you give them? Because you did have so many great jobs while still maintaining great relationships while moving on to the next phase of your career. Yeah. Oh, what a great question. And I think, I think, yeah, I think you become so antsy, especially like your senior year, you're just ready to get out there. You're ready to start your, you know, your grand entrance and your grand career. But it's so funny. And now looking back, um, you know, I told you my first real job, but for me, it was really the internships that gave me the bedrock to know what I wanted to do, what I didn't want to do. 
for me, I would, the advice I would give is just really to start thinking about the skills that you would need. And by that, I mean like, okay, maybe your dream job is not really available at the moment. And like, you're reading that JD and you're like, okay, how do I start from zero, which is kind of where I am now with no experience to being the ideal candidate for this role. So when you backtrack and look at like those little bullet point JDs, it gives you everything that you need to kind of walk into the door. So when that door is not open, it's really going to other places that are, you know, a little bit more nimble, smaller teams. I would definitely recommend going to smaller teams because you get so much hands-on experience. People have a little bit more tolerance to questions and like really, you know, creates an environment for curiosity and being able to to jump into different, um, even sectors. Like, you know, again, like started in PR, ended up in social media marketing because it was such a small team. So I guess my advice would be like, go to a place where you can get that experience managing an account you know, really working with that very senior, you know, executive or senior manager who's able to kind of give you the how-tos and like, this is what you do when this happens or when this email comes in. So that way, by the time you're ready for that job or that job becomes available, even if you don't have, you know, the, the largest, you know, brand experience, you can say, hey, I've, I've actually done this before. And like, how, do, how about we try, you know, starting from the very beginning and moving up. So no task has been too small. I tell you that. I tell my family members that all the time and my friends. Um, just getting in there and rolling up the sleeves really is the name of the game. It really is. And I think something you mentioned that was interesting was that L'Oreal reached out to you via LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is such a strong platform. But I think when you're early in your career and there's not too much to fill in on there, you're not really sure (laughs) what to put. So do you have any advice for how to have a really strong LinkedIn profile or how to network on there in an organic way? Yes, that's a great question. I think for me... Uh, I was, again, so eager to fill in the blanks because I just hadn't had the experience and just was eager to kind of attract that. So LinkedIn actually has a very strong SEO optimization system. So all those keywords that you're putting in your, your skills and your experience, like they do bubble up when, when you, know, uh, you know, recruiters are searching for the next candidate. So whenever you pass that internship after that, that um, you know, summer or semester, going in there and filling in the blanks, like what did you, what were you able to achieve or how were you able to support your manager to do the best job he or she could have done? Um, So for me, it was going back and saying like, Hey, like, you know, we complete this task for three clients at, you know, Miami fashion week. Um, You know, we were able to secure X amount of, you know, coverage and all that thing. So I show the person that not not only am I interested in this, but I was able to kind of walk into this space and execute accordingly So that would be my number one advice on like filling in the blanks for your profile and then just kind of being active. We're always on Instagram. We're always on Twitter and Facebook. I think LinkedIn is another vehicle that you can go in and kind of search for what's going on in the industry. You look at your company that you want to kind of go into and see what they're doing in updates. I think having all that information and, and, and engaging with it, liking it and kind of being able to comment on it really does let people know that you're kind of out in the market and ready to explore. I know I need to be better on LinkedIn. I kind of had forgot about it for so long. <laughs> and then I, I feel like as an influencer, it wasn't really something I utilized. But now as a brand founder and someone having yeah. their own business, I realize how much I really need to be active on there and how people really do connect. And I hadn't checked my messages in so long. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have definitely gotten back to some of these people <laughs> that have messaged me. So it's a great place to connect with people. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's take a break to tell you about Athletic Greens. 
They are a great sponsor because it's a health and wellness company that really makes comprehensive daily nutrition really, really simple because I feel like every time I post supplements or anything health related, you guys are always like, how do I make this really easy to add into my routine? I don't want to take a bunch of things. And that's why Athletic Greens is going to be great for you. With so many stressors in life, it's really difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and really give our bodies the nutrients it needs to thrive. We've got busy schedules, poor sleep, exercise, the environment, work stress, or simply not eating enough of the right foods can leave us deficient in key nutritional areas. To help each of us be at our best, they simplify the path to better nutrition by giving you one thing with all of the best things. It's so easy for me to do in my routine, which is how I make better daily habits for myself is just like, how easy can I make things? And with one tasty scoop of AG1, it's got 75 minerals, vitamins, and whole food source ingredients. It's got a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. I also love that it just fits into whatever like lifestyle or food that I'm currently eating. So if you are keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, this is great for you. And it also contains less than one gram of added sugar. So to make it really easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash life today. Again, visit athleticgreens.com slash life to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Now let's get back to the episode. So from all of your jobs that you've had, is there anything specific that you could take that you think you have now applied to your own business of Amicole? I know it's hard because I feel like you learn a little bit from everything, but if there's anything specific. You know, I think, I think, okay, I think there's two ways to answer that. One is just really about just being a founder and CEO of a company. Many of us, like maybe like yourself as well, this is our first time at the rodeo show. <laughs> so it's, it's really about like, how do I create the best co- like company culture that people can really be proud of, but not only the product, but working here, like, you know, having an environment that's very human, you know, very much, you know, aspirational in terms of how we want to move forward and very clear and transparent. But how do you maintain that as you continue to grow? I think being at a space, especially at like Glossier and Temp2, where, you know, you start with two employees and suddenly you're at a hundred and you're answering all these international calls. How do you maintain that DNA? So I think that's something that I'm I wouldn't say that I have a down pack, but something I'm so sensitive to because I know how important it is, um, especially with, you know, startup is really fast paced, very, you know, tight knit. Um, so focusing on that. And I think the other thing that was just so important was just the power of community, like, you know, being able to talk to people and create these connections with people that are complete strangers, but somehow, some way there's an emotional connection. And then, you know, you're, you're bringing basically products to create that conduit to have that connection. I think that is so beautiful and so bizarre because no other generation was able to been able to do this because we never had the tools. So now it's just like, holy crap, I'm talking to someone all the way in like, you know, Iran and like, you know, we're able to connect on the fact that we can't find, you know, the right skin tones or stories that we're really excited about. Those two really do, you know, kind of resonate with me every day and really inspires me. And then from being at those previous places, have you gotten a piece of constructive criticism from a boss or peer mentor before that you were like, okay, maybe you're right. This is something I could work on. Ooh, (laughs) what a good one. (laughs) Um, I think, ooh, I think one of the constructive criticisms is just thinking about, again, just internal communication. I think when you're a self-starter, when you're very like hyper ambitious, you just want to 
kind of, you know, just do it on at your own pace or just like make sure like before you send it to your boss or your manager, it's like 100% thorough or perfect before you give it to them. But there is a beauty in like creating a, a, a workflow and communication system where like, you know, even if you haven't finished it, like, where are you with this? Or like, you know, how's it going? Or how can I be supportive to you? Like, you don't need to do everything by yourself. You, you, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be transparent if you're stumped, you know, and the Google machine is there to help you as well. But so is your team members. So I think that was one of the feedbacks that I got um, that now on the other, you know, other end of it, being a manager, I could see how, how that could be troublesome <laughs> to be transparent. <laughs> Okay, so that's led you to now launching your own brand, Amicole. I love it. I ordered it as soon as you launched. So yeah. from working at other beauty companies, starting your own is so different when it's your own. What is your product development process like from start to finish in like a simple way? A lot of our product development just starts with listening. I think that's the most overrated thing, but like being able to listen to not only our customers, but ourselves. You know, I think we are... are a group of, of people who've been looking for this solution for a very long time. So, you know, if it's that skin tint or that, you know, perfect lip oil, like, you know, what are we looking for? And then like, you know, opening that kind of funnel or that channel to ask our consumers, potential customers, like, Hey, like, you know, what are you using? Like, what kind of makeup look would you describe yourself? And just like so much research. I'm like, I go to the Reddit deep, deep ends. <laughs> I go in the YouTube deep ends, just really trying to, focus on like, what is that thesis product? Um, so for us, it really starts with a lot of consumer researching. And then from there, it's just hitting the ground running, creating that brief. So we create an actual brief of like, what does this thing smell like, feel like, look like, what's the finish? And once we finish up that brief, we go to contract manufacturers or, or chemists, quite frankly, and say like, hey, here's this magical product that we want to create. Like, can you do it? <laughs> and sometimes it's an absolutely no. <laughs> and sometimes it's a yes. And, you know, that process can take a very long time, but eventually we find the right partner um, to be able to bring this thing to life. And then you go right back to the, to the drawing cycle with going back to your consumers, testing it on skin tones, um, taking pictures, videos. And, you know, now in the, in the age of pandemic, a lot of Zoom calls, you know, in, in random light, I'm like, can you go to the bathroom? Can you go towards the window um, to see if this actually works? So from there, we then, you know, continue the production schedule. That means getting the right packaging. That means fulfilling and, and supply chain, bringing it all the way back to America if we're, you know, producing abroad and then having that go, you know, to the warehouse, et cetera. So it's a huge cycle that never ends. Like right now we're working Never on, ending cycle. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, so now we're working on 2022 and 23. So that is the kind of cycle that goes forever in a very simple term. Let's take a quick break to talk about Array, which you guys know that I love because I have been a customer of theirs for so long. Found them on Instagram, bought them, and they immediately worked for me, which is why I've become such a huge advocate of their products. They have two products. They have bloat and calm supplements, and they really created these to make women feel their best so they can be their best through targeted products, which are 100% natural. They're filler-free, they're organic, and formulated by a naturopathic doctor. So their products work in under an hour, so you actually feel the results. And that's what I like about them is that they actually work. The bloat capsules are versatile because they can really be taken anytime. So even if you've had a plant-based meal or something heavier like pizza or pasta, optimizes digestion with the use of five herbs and fruit-based digestive enzymes. And it's completely laxative-free, so you feel comfortable using them. And the bloat capsules were designed to give people food freedom so you can really enjoy the foods that you love without discomfort, gas, or bloating after. 
I never want to feel like I'm not enjoying the foods that I want. So to give myself food freedom, especially when I traveled, when I was in France, I wanted to have like croissants and pizza and pasta. And so um, I brought these with me and I usually just have like one or up to three of these before I go to bed at night. I have it with like a big glass of water and my birthday is also coming up. So I definitely will be using these. And I feel like you guys are always asking me for a promo code to try them. So go to array.com. That's A-R-R-A-E and use code Mariana at checkout for 10 percent off a one-time purchase or 25% off the first month on subscription. That's ARRAE.com and the code's Mariana. Now let's get back to the episode. For somebody who wants to start a beauty brand, you mentioned about contract manufacturers or a chemist to somebody. If you are new to the beauty industry, how can somebody find a partner like this to bring their products to life? In terms of where to start, I mean, that's the biggest part, right? Like where do, literally, where do I start? I had a little bit of a head start because I did work in product development over at Glossier. So there were a lot of contract manufacturers that I kept in contact with and like just friends that you can't literally make while you're kind of uh, working. So for me, I, I would say for um, someone starting off fresh, honestly, never underestimate Google. <laughs> like being able to say which contract manufacturers create pencils, which contract manufacturers are creating emulsions. And like that way you can narrow down at least, you know, some, some contract manufacturers like more openly available on YouTube. A lot of these contract manufacturers don't have the best, like, you know, websites or like fancy schmancy, like, oh, here's yeah, They're very outdated. So, <laughs> so don't oh, judge them based off the website. Do not judge them. They could be, they could, they, have, they might have created the best product or your favorite product, but don't judge it by, by a book by its cover. Uh, you know, do the research, send in those emails, very cold emails. But I think the greatest resource for me was just buying those tickets to those conferences in person that are now back in, in play. So Makeup in New York is a really good um, you know, place to go and scout. Cosmoprof in Las Vegas and all over the world, you know, trying to find uh, those contract manufacturers. And you literally walk these booths where every single person under the roof um, that has created or produced products uh, from packaging to raw materials to you know, actual formulas they're there to really find new clients. So for me, being on the ground in Vegas really, really kind of was breaking point for me. Um, And I didn't have a lot of money at the time. I literally bought it like on a credit card and like, you know, try to find some friends that were already going and like we shared a room and it was worth it. (laughs) So not to overthink it, know exactly what you're looking for. Again, creating that brief is really important because, you know, they want to know exactly you know, what type of product you you need and if they can create it for you. So I would say those three resources. And you mentioned a few times about building community and how it's something you learned that was important before and something that you want to do moving forward with product development. So how do you think about community and keep them involved now? Because I imagine before you launched the brand, nobody knew you were working on it. So it was hard to tap into that. But as you grow the brand, how does community become involved? Yeah, that's such a great question. And we're still trying to figure that out now because now we're growing up and we're like, you know, kind of moving away from the toddler phase of of existence. So, you know, we're trying to create systems behind it. I think one of the places that I'm really excited about is this platform called Geneva. And essentially it's like this, this very new, fresh way to communicate to people and create different rooms. And like one room could be a Zoom room or an audio room and like pulling together all these different um, ways to communicate in one space. And they were just so engaged. <laughs> people were like, you know, b- even beyond our product, people were like, where are you guys getting your eyebrows sweated these days? Like, you know, I, I, I've been trying to get like, you know, 
laser removal. I can't figure out where to go for darker skin tones. And essentially, we created our own chat room. And a lot of people that are hyper-engaged are coming there um, to test out our new products, to give us video feedback on that, like even down to, you know, we're a D2C brand right now. And like, hey, like, I tried to record this, but it's not really showing. Maybe you guys should consider this or that. And I think that's been super helpful. Um, but Instagram is still our main champion. People are definitely very active there. You know, we're really excited to have that engagement and like even DMs, people are just very open to sharing their their opinions on certain things. They were open to it as well. So that's kind of how we think about community now and we're continuing to iterate on it. And you've built such an amazing brand so far and I love the product. So Thank tell you. us a little bit about the products that you launched with and what the brand is about. Yes, I'm so excited to do so. So Amikole, number one, is named after my mother. <laughs> you know, my mom has had a hair salon here in Harlem for over three decades. So um, I spent a lot of time just around women. And again, I'm one of those curious little crazy kids. I was like asking all the wrong questions and like, well, you know, kind of speaking in people's purses to see what lip glosses they had. Um, and and I just was always just fascinated by these women coming together and like, Number one, the safe space my mother was able to create, um, the family, you know, vibes. And you could be two total strangers, but after like five years of someone doing your hair, like you just, you have this love for each other and, and, and the family as well. So I was always inspired by that. And I, and I left that space and I was always kind of chasing that high of being seen, celebrated, the music, the food, the hairstyles, everything. And I just couldn't find it. And I was always looking for that home space, um, where, you know, melanin rich beauties are really celebrated. And for me, especially having gone through the industry and literally done everything from working at Sephora <laughs> to actually, you know, being at a corporate environment and trying to solve the same issues and same things. So Amicoli came to fruition after leaving Glossy and figuring out like, hey, you know, I love this thing that called beauty, but how do I connect it to people that actually look like me and, and relate to this story? Um, so we created Amicole. It's a clean beauty brand made to celebrate melanin-rich skin. We started off with three strategic products, very edited products, a skin tint. We knew that our customers really wanted that My Skin But Better look. They were really trying to find, you know, different ways to not transform exactly, but really just enhance their natural beauty. And we knew that this girl loved the lip gloss. <laughs> so we had to have a staple lip gloss where, you know, she could, you know, wear it in the club or like outside or really had that treatment value to it as well. So it's actually one of our top sellers. And then we had to top it off with that highlighter. So the, the, the light catching highlighter is so special because you really do need to spend some time in the mirror. Like you have to be able to find the planes of your skin where you do want to add that sheen and that glow to get that dewy kind of, a, you know, kind of youthful glow, summer happiness and joy. So we, we came together and, and created that base story with Amicole. And it's just been so, even just watching you unbox and just like twist up the, the highlighter, it's been like the, 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 the it's just so worth it. <laughs> it it's just makes such so a happy. beautiful formula. Oh my gosh. I love oh. it. Like when I first opened it and I saw the texture, because I don't, I'm like such a lover of product that I'm like, oh, just like the goop of this is so like beautiful <laughs> when I twist it up and I can see what it looks uh. like. And then when you apply it to your skin, like the whole experience is amazing. And oh. I feel like you did such a great job with like the launches and I could see it all over social. So it was like all of oh. your background of like a little bit of PR here and the social here and the community here and the product development here. It's like, I could see how it all oh. yeah, came together. And it was like all the things that you did led you to starting this and like how strong the brand launched, because I feel like, especially with direct to consumer, it's the only place that you can see the brand. Like packaging yeah. brand is so important if you can't try the products in store yet. 
Yes, it's so important. And we thought about that too, right? Even when you think of like, let's be very tactical, like Instagram ads, Facebook ads, like what's that thumb stopping image that will get people excited? And I knew a lot of people had a lot of conversation around skin, around gloss and glowing. And like, you know, the fact that, you know, especially in the, and I think in the, in the, I mean, less, I mean, 2020 was just like ugh, a whirlwind in itself. But, and again, we had no idea that of course, 2020 would be 2020. So we were, you know, launching the brand before that, but in the, in the wake of a pandemic, in the wake of Black Lives Matter, a lot of things happened. And I think a lot of people were, you know, looking in the mirror again and see like, okay, like, let's shut things down. Let's talk about the real gritty of this. Let's talk about, you know, looking in the mirror and loving yourself for who you are. Let's talk about you know, uh, pushing those standards of beauty and really thinking about equity beyond diversity. So that was a part of our, our growth story and launch story as well, not intentional at all, but that too kind of made a, a, a play in, in how we launched because it's my story and it's been my story forever. So I think the timing was right. I think, you know, having a great team was phenomenal as well. A lot of our team was just remote and, you know, some of us hadn't even seen each other before. We created this match together. Um, it was just crazy. It still is crazy. <laughs> it's very crazy. So where can everyone um, buy the brand right now? Absolutely. So right now we are available on amicole.com, www.amicole.com. We're also on 13loon.com and also on goop.com. Amazing. Great places to be. Yes. I'm really excited about this partner. So I'm taking a break to tell you about Skillshare because I am in that time of year and this season of my life where I'm trying to like learn and just better things about myself. I've actually made learning part of my morning routine right now. So after I get up and meditate and do everything, it's the last thing I do before I shower and actually start my work day. I find that by starting my day with teaching myself something new, I go into my day very excited and eager for whatever I have to do. Skillshare is an online learning community and it really offers membership with meaning. There is so much to explore, real projects to create, and you've got the support of fellow creatives and Skillshare really empowers you to accomplish real growth. There are some amazing classes on here that you guys can take. One is the ultimate self-care playbook, discover and nurture your centered self with Jonathan Van Ness, or you can try finding fulfillment using pivots to power your creative career with Emma Gannon. There's also classes for YouTube, finding your style, indoor gardening, productivity, video for Instagram, which is definitely a skill that I'm trying to learn to improve right now. So it doesn't matter if you are a hobbyist or a master or creative, whatever it is, you'll be able to find classes for every skill level. And it's so incredibly affordable. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. And if you visit my link, you can even try it for free right now. So explore your creativity at skillshare.com life and get a one month free trial premium membership. That's one month of a premium membership at skillshare.com slash life. So sign up and let me know which classes you guys are taking. And let's get back to the episode. So you've got a lot going on. You're a busy woman. So how do you work smarter, not harder? Do you have any tools or apps or like workflows that make your life easier? I actually rely on Slack very heavily. I, I have a very, um, I ask my team because, you know, your inbox can very easily be flooded. And I just asked my team very quickly and, and you just like, hey, like what's urgent? Like what's, what needs to go down the pipeline today? How can I help? And how can I make sure that I'm not bottlenecking any information or any systems or workflows? Um, so I think having that communication is really key. Um, I think also having those, those standing meetings are so important. Um, so right now we have like a standing like product development meeting where we just run through everything, like the whole checklist of like, you know, again, ideation all the way to testing 
all the way to production? Like, how are we doing on time? And having everyone sit into that meeting as well, because it, it does affect brand operations, et cetera. Um, so that's been helping me in terms of tools. I actually do need to get a little bit better in terms of like apps. Uh, I haven't found an app. Let me know if you if you do know of anything um, that's been helping me get organized. I think it's been very um, analog in the way I organize my inbox and like relying on Slack and, and Gmail to really kind of get me in order. Anything that needs to be a meeting, you know, if it's, if it's not, I guess, a, a decision meeting, as in like we need to like gather together and brainstorm, it, it can be 15 minutes or less. Um, if, it, if it's a run through, so I'm really kind of setting that standard within internal communications and then putting on the calendar, anything from people being out and like, you know, we have unlimited vacations, but like, if you're going to be out and you know, that might stop the workflow, just let people know, you know, just kind of put it on the calendar to make it aware because we're all working from home. And even if that means like a nap throughout the day, do it, take 15 minutes to recharge. Um, you'll come back feeling better and probably more productive. Just go for it. So I just try to keep it as simple as possible. <laughs> I definitely believe in the breaks because when we started the brand Summer Fridays, we were like, okay, well, we're going to have to give Summer Fridays because it's the name of our <laughs> business. And it's more of a thing in New York. It's not so much in Los Angeles, but not only has it been great for our team and their morale and like how just they like to work, but it's so nice to, from our perspective, to know like on Fridays, nobody needs us for anything either. And it's been so... Yeah great to have that. But I'll share with you uh, once you're done, I'll tell you some of the things that we've been doing that I feel like have been really helpful because it's so hard, I think, working remote because everything is so digital. You almost end up working more because you're more available. You don't have that normal (laughs) work commute in the morning, leaving to go get a coffee, going to get lunch. So you end up just like working from the time you wake up until you close your computer because it's like a never ending work day at home. Tell me about it. And it's really, it's really, it does take a toll on you. And sometimes you feel bad because you know it's taking a toll on the team as well. And like, you know, when you sh- when you set the cadence of the, you know, whether it's the summer Fridays, and I know, um, I think even gold was just kind of like canceling Fridays altogether because, you know, it's just hard. <laughs> you know, we're working way, way more. The communication is now, you know, trickled into text messages and, you know, really trying to create those boundaries. It's been tough. So yeah, I'm open to any chat, any um, any smart ways to, to work and you know communication is key because we're all figuring it out. <laughs> we definitely are. Do you do you struggle with burnout or like overworking? I feel like as a brand founder, it's kind of like our our natural state <laughs> is to like overdo everything. But if you're dealing yeah. with it, like, are there any like self care things that you do, or how do you try to like avoid that as much as possible? Yeah. You know, I think I'm really good at listening to my body. So like whenever I'm feeling that burnout come in, um, you know how it is. First, like your, your the migraine comes in, like your eyes are, are tightened and you, like you suddenly need eye drops because you've been straining your eyes so, so much. Um, I just know that I just don't function at maximum capacity that way. Like you want to get that email out, but the email probably doesn't make any sense because <laughs> you're super tired and you're just jumbled. So for me, I literally have to walk away. Um, I either walk outside and, and take a take a little, you know, stroll around. Um, New York City is not the most peaceful, but I try to find those little pockets that I can sit in the backyard um, and just to get some air, you know, literally changing air, especially if you live in an apartment. Um, that's been important. And honestly, sleeping. Sleeping has been so important. And I think we underestimate how important it is to sleep. So even if I do have a long day, if I can sign out, if, if I can close that laptop at 10 o'clock, I'm like, okay, fine. And honestly, the world is not going to collapse if you don't answer the email. <laughs> yes, I actually, I'm learning that now. I used to email on the weekends because I was like, oh, I just don't ever want to be behind. But I found that yeah. I was never giving myself 
time off. So one weekend, I was like, I'm not going to work this weekend. And on Monday, I was so much more recharged. I was actually like ready to work and excited to work on Monday. But now I've kind of maintained that. And so you think that you're working harder by working more, but really by working less, I was more productive, which is like a, a new like mindset that I had to give myself. So it's a tough one to get into too, because you're like, oh my God, must go, turn it on. <laughs> and yeah. I'm sure everybody's happy. I'm not emailing them on the weekends anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> I bet, were, were they responding to you on, on the weekends too? Well, sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't, or I would like start the email like, it's okay. Don't reply to me till Monday. But even if okay. someone says that to you, you're still reading it on the weekends and then you get into this work mindset. So now we kind of set across rules like nobody slack between outside of working hours or on the weekends. If it's on a weekend or outside of working hours, save it as a draft and send it mm-hmm. during working hours just to like give yourself that time off in between. Of course, if something is urgent, there's always something urgent that ends up happening. Um, but we just try to be like respectful of people's time off. And so as the team grows, that was important for us to do. Okay. couple last questions. So for people who are trying to figure out their career path, they're really struggling. What advice do you have for them? Because I feel like you have such a, you had so many great jobs leading up to starting your own business, but I feel like it's really hard for people to even figure out what exactly they even want to do. Yeah. Wow. You know, I consider myself a, a, a quite a late bloomer. Like, especially in cl- college, I like didn't declare my major until like end of sophomore year, which is like, oh, taboo. <laughs> I couldn't find my calling. I, I had a lot of pressure from family and friends to go into like the science fields and like things that were quote unquote prestigious or like, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, but for me, you know, I, I think there's no other way to answer this but to really listen to yourself. And I think um, if you have the luxury of just spending some time with yourself, I know for me, solo tripping was one of those things I really like enjoyed going away and having to really rely on myself. Like that meant like waking up and creating your own schedule, you know, listening to yourself, journaling, um, following your intuition and gut. Like you become very sure of, of what you want, quite frankly. So I think number one, really having at least a gist of what you want. And then honestly, trial and error. I think there's nothing wrong wrong with failing forward. If you tried a job out and it didn't work out for you, I think it's really important, of course, to be respectful and like try to to leave on good terms because you never know. The industry is very small. Um, But kind of, (laughs) yes, but pivoting and saying, you know what, I really thought this was for me, but I think I actually might have interest here in doing your research. I think now we have the luxury of the internet and YouTube and being able to kind of find out a little bit more. There's so many great conferences that, you know, Teen Vogue is throwing or like other, you know, publications, just so you can have a little bit of a glimpse of what it means to be an uh, XYZ, a podcaster, you know, a YouTuber, uh, a photographer, whatever. Um, And then try it out on the weekends, you know, take up that hobby and see like, okay, if I were to be in PR, like what would it take to create a pitch deck, you know, and really looking at that. And those, those courses, and they, they just exist out in the world, which is great. I would say that. I would say that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and everyone can find Ami Kole, amikole.com. And thanks so much. I hope to see you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. See you soon. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.